Hello, all my favorite anime fans. Welcome back to a new episode of Anime Double Play. I'm here, not exactly with Mary, but we're going to get to that in a little bit. Mary is, uh, well, like, I'm a, I won't say where Mary's at because she'll probably want to say on the on the podcast herself what's been going on. She's had a crazy weekend, apparently, but um, I wanted to come in with a special episode. Um, I know you guys are all dying for me and Mary to talk about the shows that are coming out this week. We had some good stuff coming out from My Hero Academia. We had uh, Babylon, which I didn't watch yet, but I will by the time uh, Me and Mary podcast. I guess we'll probably record Thursday or something, maybe even in person again. Um, but a lot of good episodes this week. And I got caught up in Shokugeki no Soma, so I've got that to talk about with her moving forward. But right now, we are doing a second episode of Interviews with Anime Noobs. That's right. If you didn't tell by the title of the episode, which is probably going to be that, um, I don't know episode number because we might switch around the numbers if it's not the next episode we release, so I'm not going to say that. But uh, what's today? Today is December 15th. We're recording of 2019, my personal favorite year at the current moment. But uh, round two, interviews with anime noobs. So obviously there's someone else sitting here waiting patiently to talk about this stuff with me. So without further ado, ado, that's that's it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm here with one of my coworkers. That's right. I keep going back to the coworkers. <laughs> um, last time we had Will and Chris, the soccer and lacrosse coaches, on to talk about anime. This time we're going the other gender route. We're talking to the women's crew coach at the school <laughs> that I currently work at. It's Becca. Thank you for such an excellent introduction. I'm like fangirling over here. This is so cool. I am very out of my comfort zone. This is exciting. I know, right? Doing podcasts and stuff is fun. It takes a while to get used to it because there's obviously no audience or anything. We're just kind of having a conversation with a microphone on a table in between us, but uh, it's fun to do. Yeah, we should have invited Will and... Um... Will and Chris to be our audience and like hold up signs and say applause and stuff. <laughs> oh my God, that would have been so funny. That would have been so good. They're just standing over there in the corner, just yeah. like, good job, guys. They'd probably be insulting me because they're experts and no longer noobs in the anime business. Oh, no. I would have them on for noobs again. They asked some pretty newbie questions, which was great, <laughs> which uh, is funny when like you actually know this stuff, but I'm sure you'll ask some questions too that are newbie. What? Nah, nah, <laughs> nah. <laughs> But that's the whole point of this, yeah. is to uh, learn and educate. I just want to make sure my the audio is picking up. It is. That's always a good sign. But anyway, I kind of just wanted to, first off, ask you a little bit about your anime experience to kind of see what all you've right, done. All so right, okay, okay. Have you, have you watched any anime before? I definitely saw, like, a solid, like... 10 minutes of Totoro. Is that what it's called? Yeah, my neighbor Totoro. Yeah, the one, yeah, my roommate in college had that little stuffed marshmallow bunny guy. Totoro. On her bed. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I remember that. I've watched that. But, uh, you know, beyond that, uh, the other day <laughs> when we watched. That guy? Yeah, the little chubby marshmallow. Mm, I just pulled up uh, the mail page for my neighbor Totoro. It's a children's movie made by Hayao Miyazaki, who also made uh, Spirited Away, which you said you've seen. Oh, is that the one I've seen? I've seen one of them with that little chubby guy. I thought you mentioned you saw it and it scared you, but maybe that... I could be lying. They, I don't know. They probably all blended together at this mm -hmm. point. For sure. So you... Was there what, one where everyone turned to food? Turned to food? Or like turned... 
Like, or the parents all disappeared. There's one where the parents turned into pigs. Yeah, I've seen parts of that one, and I think I've seen parts of Totoro. The parents turning to pigs is, uh, that spirited away. Okay, let's go with that one. Yeah, I'm going to pull it up. I have not got a new keyboard. It's still very cookie. Going with my green switches in it. This one? Does that look familiar? Yeah, that looks more familiar. That was terrifying. (laughs) Yeah, everyone watches this movie when they're kids and they're like, it's so scary. And it is kind of freaky for a kid because, excuse me, children's movies in America are not like freaky really, especially cartoon movies. Cartoon movies are like bright and vibrant. You know, wholesome <laughs> yeah we don't have like a lot of like darker themed movies for children that are animated really no like nothing is really coming to my mind when i'm like just trying to think of this like yeah. of an example of that in america so it's weird when like i know watching this or something like uh there's this movie called grave of the fireflies which is also by this dude mm-hmm. which is all about like two kids who survive um the bombings of hiroshima and nagasaki Oh, wow. And there's just, like, really graphic scenes of, like, people's skin melting off. And it's, like, an animated movie for, like, this is the same guy who made My Neighbor Totoro. Yeah, I watched Blue's Clues. Exactly, right? It's very different. (laughs) A little different. (laughs) Yeah, that's the thing with anime. It's all-encompassing. There's children's shows. Mm -hmm. Um, There's shows like Sergeant Frog, which is about, like, I don't know. A frog. A frog doing (laughs) this thing. But then there's shows kind of like Grave of the Fireflies and stuff that's a little bit more intense. So, but you've kind of seen the spectrum of it. If you've seen some of uh, uh, Chihiro's movie, uh, yeah. Spirited Away. Sorry. So, so what's like, what's like the key movie to go see as like, the, like if I'm a little kid, like I have a nephew who's like almost two and like I wanted to watch, show him an anime movie. What's like my direction? My Neighbor Totoro is probably a great place to start. Okay. To be honest. We'll watch it together. <laughs> I've actually never seen it. I've seen parts of it. So... Do you hear this, animators out there? Animators. Is that what it was? That's not a word, but it is now. Yeah, it is. Coined it. Coined it. Uh, what else is by Miyazaki? Just so... Because he's had a ton of really popular stuff that's probably good for kids. So, I mean, my favorite movie by him is called Castle in the... Or not Castle in the Sky. Uh, How's Moving Castle. Mm-hmm. So he's very influenced by airplanes. So all his movies have to do with airplanes and stuff. His parents worked in like an airplane factory during World War II. So lots of his films have to do with the sky and airplanes, I guess. Mm-hmm. So um, so ca- like he has Castle in the Sky, House Moving Castle. He has this movie called Wind Rising, The Wind Rising rather. And it's all about some guy who just wants to like design airplanes and stuff and like his life. Movie about a pig who flies airplanes called Porco Rosso. That would be a bad one either. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh yeah, my gosh. I'll, show the, I'll show you the picture of Porco Rosso. Uh, sorry, the mic is like not in front of my computer, so I'm trying to go back and forth so the so the audio doesn't like tail off. Because if I face this way, it'll probably sound different. Oh shoot! That was me testing it out. Uh, Kimushi Noboro is that the Japanese name? No, I don't know what that is. Uh, it's a little mole rat. That's what that is. Yeah, I don't know what that is. What did I say? I said Porco Rosso? Yeah, that's what you said. Uh, okay, I don't know the Japanese title of Porco Rosso. How do I not know that? What? Noob! I'm a little disappointed. Noob! Okay, 
I have to find out the Japanese title really quickly. Kurenai no Buta. Oh. Obviously, Tom. I didn't know Buta meant pig. Kurenai no Buta. See? He has a mustache. Is that a pig? <laughs> That's a pig. With a mustache? See? Oh my gosh, I think I would love that. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? It's probably a good kids movie. I haven't seen it either. But it's one of my friend's uh, favorite Miyazaki movies. Yeah. So he's got great ones. He's got like Up on uh, up on Poppy Hill, um, Kiki's Delivery Service. It's a great one. It's about a witch who has a delivery service and she has a small black cat named Gigi. <gasps> no, that's the one. That's the next one I want to watch. That's the next one? That's that one's, great. it's really good. It's cute. Ah, yes. Yes, yes, yes. And there's like a little boy that like she befriends called like, uh, his name's Tom Tom. And he likes flying. This is why you like it. <laughs> and he likes flying, too. So he, like, tries to make crafts to fly and stuff. So it's, like, a common theme in his movies. But uh, really, like, any Miyazaki movie is a good place to start. Except Grave of the Fireflies. Don't do that. But I will watch that movie. It's on Hulu. But there's never really a good time to watch, like, a super depressing movie like that by yourself. So <laughs> I keep putting it off. Because it was, like, two years ago, this new anime movie came out it's on netflix it's called in this corner of the world mm-hmm. and i heard good things i didn't know what it was about and it was like some random sunday and i was like you know what i'm gonna watch this movie and i sat down i put it on and it was like 1944 japan and i was like okay and then within 10 minutes it was like 1945 japan and i was like nope we're not uh. doing this now. <laughs> we're not doing this now because i know what happens next and this is gonna be depressing as shit so i'm not watching it Okay, okay. So, um, avoid those movies for the time being with uh, with the nephew. But when they get older. Okay. You, you make them cry then. <laughs> I make them cry already. <laughs> but, okay, so, not a ton of anime. Did you watch any, like, Pokemon growing up? Or, like, nah. Yu-Gi-Oh! Nah. About, like, Dragon Ball or Dragon Ball Z? Nah. Sailor Moon? You know. No? No. <laughs> None of those? No, I was like, I was a Disney kid. Like what? What did you watch then? Uh, what did I watch? Freaking love the Aristocats. Um, Blue's Clues. Sesame Street. Do, do Muppets count? Do Muppets not count? Not as anime. Definitely not as anime. <laughs> they count as something you watched. but Okay. Um... No, I was like classic movies and Disney princess movies and Did you watch Avatar the Last Airbender? Yes. Okay, so that's almost yes, an anime. I loved Avatar the Last Airbender. I know. That, that was a was great. great show. That was so cool. The earth, the wind and fire and ground. No air. Yeah. Air. Air, earth, wind and fire. Yeah, that one was pretty mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. We were big Avatar fans, and Mary really likes the second season with uh, The Legend of Korra. It's about the second Avatar, or like mm-hmm. the next Avatar. Mm-hmm. She's a waterbender, mm-hmm. and she's cool. I think she ends up marrying a girl at the end of the show, too. Oh, I, I dramatic. Went to, I went to a panel at, it was a LGBTQ plus anime and gaming convention called FlameCon, and there was oh. a whole panel about like LGBTQ representatives in like animated shows. 
And they mentioned Avatar The Last Airbender kind of talked about that. That's sweet. Among, like, other animated shows, like uh, Gravity Falls is a big mm-hmm. one. And um, uh, what's the what's the one about the, the boy who wears the pink shirt and the star? Steven Universe. Okay. Because <laughs> there's a lot of, like, gender-neutral people in Steven Universe. Yeah. So they, like, talked a lot about that. But they didn't talk more about anime because they were like, yeah, like, we do our own panel that's all about anime, so we're just going to, like, not talk about that. And I was like, no, why? This is why I came. <laughs> but uh, it was an interesting panel. Cool. So, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, anywho, let's just kind of introduce what we watched. Yeah. So, <laughs> Am I going to cry again? <laughs> you didn't. I got close to crying. You got close to crying. I've seen I was, it four times. I was just yelling a lot. You yelled my name a lot during it, so... It, I'm kind. Of, I mean, like that's kind of a good uh, point in towards what we watched. Then it is. So last time I had two guys on. We watched Redline, which is a totally different movie about an intergalactic space race. This time, totally switched gears. We watched the 2016 anime movie of the year, maybe even best anime movie ever. We watched Kimi no Nawa or known by its American title, or English title, rather, Your Name. Mary had the Blu-ray and DVD limited edition combo pack with the art book and everything, so I borrowed that from her, and uh, we watched it. Did we watch it on Thursday? Yeah, on Thursday. We watched it on Thursday. So it seemed like Becca enjoyed it a lot. <laughs> Got off to a slow start, I think, but uh, yeah. But we came to. So I guess let's kind of just talk about, like, the first half of the movie a little bit Mm -hmm. where like obviously starts like you i told you beforehand that it was about people kind of switching bodies and stuff Mm -hmm. um but it still is kind of slow because like it's hard to tell like who if like it's actually her or like what's going on a little bit so a lot of it's like kind of oh i don't really get this (laughs) and like the opening scene of like her like basically taking off her nightgown just standing there in her underwear staring at herself is like kind of weird if you've never seen anime before yeah you seem sure. a little suspect by that you're like tom what I, is this yeah well i was just like it's it, it was just kind of this weird thing to me like okay so like i feel like like animated cartoon movies are mostly directed at children but then like anime is this cool subset where like anyone can watch it so like i was like okay i'm gonna prepare myself i got this like what are we going into okay it's gonna be like a rom-com cartoon i love it and then like opening scene girl waking up like sexy animated girl waking up grabs her boobs and she was like (laughs) what and then i was like what like what's (laughs) happening and then like I, I was just a little bit lost because I was like, this is a little away from my comfort zone of like, I'm a big rom-com girl. So I was like, okay, what's going on? Like, how different from that is it going to be? And then like, as it kind of progressed, Tom gave me a few hints about what was actually happening. <laughs> um, and yeah, I, I really like started to get into it. They, it kind of started out like a pretty like kind of freaky Friday, like, yeah, that's how I always Story. describe it. Yeah, like it's very Freaky Friday, which I mean, I've watched the original, I've watched the one with Lindsay Lohan, like I really like that kind of a concept of like gender, mind, body, bending, like what's going on. Um, and the, yeah, but like the first half I was just like, okay, like it's kind of a nice warm up into like 
what is this anime? And then my brain was destroyed. <laughs> In the second half when Yeah. Kind of big climax part. But let's let's slow it down. Okay. Because okay. <laughs> I want to kind of cover the beginning of it. So there's definitely some stuff. We kind of talked about this a little bit that like there's some cultural differences between like japan and america and definitely shows like i like there's that weird like intro scene which is like a minute and a half long where they just like play music and like scenes from the movie mm-hmm. and it kind of like foreshadows it kind of shows what the movie is about kind of and the movie also kicks off with like um mitsuha and taki kind of seeing each other when they're older like remember the scene at the end where yeah on the stairs uh, when they're on the trains. Oh, on the train. And they see each other. So they yes. show, that's like the first scene of the movie. Yeah. Too, which is kind of weird. But then like they have this weird, like traditional anime opening sequence. It's so beautiful. Yeah. The animation is marvelous. Well, it's so beautiful. We're definitely getting into that. <laughs> but then like as the movie goes on, there's definitely some stuff that you're just like, okay, like I don't get this. Like the whole shrine maiden thing and the, mm-hmm. the kuchimakazake. The spit soup. The, the spit <laughs> alcohol thing yeah there's definitely some stuff for like western audiences that they're just like i don't i don't get this like mm-hmm. like mitsuha doesn't live with her mom or her dad which and just lives with the grandma even though the dad's there mm-hmm. which i guess is like really not common in america i i would say so there's definitely some stuff there that's like can confuse some western audiences yeah whereas like in japan i guess they kind of take that more as like yeah okay like this is life. Yeah, no, I definitely, like, went into it, and I think I, like, set up this, like, boundary with myself that it was going to be, like, really different, and, like, there was going to be, like, talking dragons and sea monsters and, like, <laughs> dance numbers and, like, I don't know, like, everything that you would expect in, like, the most ridiculous kind of anime. And then, like, when we were kind of getting into it, I kind of had to, like, relax and be like, oh, like, this is kind of like a story. It's just like a story about a girl and a boy living these different lives, but then, like, intertwining these lives. And there's a little annoying sister and a grandma who really cares about tradition and kind of an overbearing father on one side and an overbearing father on the other side, but both of them really care. Sounds like life. Yeah. Like it it sounded like it's, it was like, Oh, like once you got into it and you kind of like got past like the cultural differences, it was just like a very relatable understanding tale. And so I kind of was like able to vibe into it more and then have those cultural things kind of like fade away and like, okay, now I'm getting to kind of see something that I'm used to and comfortable with, but also kind of like have these cool ties in with like what else is going on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, totally had a thought and totally escaped me in that moment. (laughs) This doesn't happen too often. Um, uh, What was I going to say? I don't remember. Let's just, but I do agree with a lot of what you said in that it is just like, now I remember it came back to me. Just need that like 15 wow, seconds. Wow, look at you go. <laughs> uh, um, it is just like any old like kind of Freaky Friday-esque movie, you know, like mm-hmm. it's funny that you kind of have, I guess a lot of people do have this expectation that anime is all about like, I think when people think of anime, they think of like something like Dragon Ball or Dragon Ball Z where it's like, and, like crazy. fighting and yeah. like pow numbers and like intense music and yeah. like. But I don't know. There are a lot of anime that aren't like that at all. And it was romantic. It was like 
yeah what <laughs> like there's what we call it in like the anime scene is like slice of life shows oh okay. which are just about people doing things that everybody else does mm-hmm. which is seems weird for anime right because in anime like the drawing or like it's all hand drawn mostly there's some cgi mm-hmm. but it's mostly hand drawn you can draw anything like you can be so creative and you can build these worlds that like you really can't in real life as much but they just do real life you know mm-hmm. um but a lot of people don't kind of expect that out of anime but some of my favorite anime are ones that are just kind of slice of life about people living their life and they're like super relatable i think um i'm reading a manga right now which is basically just a a comic it's okay. a japanese comic it's what a lot of anime are based off of actually i'm gonna bring out one comic so we have a point of reference Ooh, Ooh this is a good one okay you can flip through this so oh, i brought cool. out one of the it's wait the, is it backwards oh yeah 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 so we're gonna do a little lesson on this so wait, how do i read this okay, okay so <laughs> we're opening up this is the first volume of this manga i think it was an anime first or a light novel it's called wotakoi which the listeners will know because i talk about it all the time so they're usually not in color so like it would be like this mm-hmm. and you start on the top right so you'd read this first and you go across fight like, party so. run money <laughs> okay and then you go to the next page and then i go like so i go down you go so like the box panels are here and you go right to left so you would read this panel first then here then there, and then you jump down to there. Which obviously isn't great explaining over a podcast to people, but... Because <laughs> they're like, oh, there and there, and but there. I can't see anything. Okay, so. and then... This is so trippy. <laughs> mm-hmm. So this is one of my favorite anime. Um, it came out, well, maybe two years ago. It's about two people who work in the same office who are childhood friends, and they start dating... But they're both like, um, like basically huge nerds. <laughs> so the one girl is what's called a Fujoshi. So she's really into anime, but she's really into like BL anime. Which BL boys love. So like, gay anime. Gay, yeah. They, oh whoa! I got that. Yeah. Okay. So and she like draws um, like her own comics too. Um, okay. But like that's still like kind of weird if someone did that like the average person doesn't do that the average person doesn't draw anime doesn't draw gay hot dudes together oh so, <laughs> i guess and like the t- the title for someone who does that is called the fujoshi and uh the guy is just like a huge game otaku who just like plays tons of video games and they start dating and they work in the same office and it's kind of about how they're like huge nerds and they don't want other people to know about it and like (laughs) how they try to interact with normal people and they don't want other people to find out but they're in like like corporate america basically even though they're in japan but um yeah i feel like i relate like i've so many moments when i'm reading that or watching the anime i'm like oh my god i've lived this exact moment and same with mary there's definitely moments in there that i pick out where like like Mary, you, this is you in this moment. Like you did this, and she's like, "No, I okay, I did." But uh, but yeah, this is a typical like slice of life anime I love manga it. thing. Um, and I think it's great because I related to it a hundred percent. Uh, the animation was really nice. 
main girl is super cute and I love her, <laughs> so that's fine too. And they're all color coded. There's like four characters. And the one the main girl in Narumi wears pink all the time. The guy other guy wears blue. And then there's another woman who's like a big cosplay person. Um, wears green and the guy just wears orange all the time which is like kind of cliche but it's kind of funny at the same time too yeah no i think i think i found my type i think it's slice of life (laughs) slice of life slice of life anime are really good it's like the anime version of like (laughs) rom-coms basically like that one's really like kind-hearted and fun and then there's some like darker-ish slice of life ones the one i always mention is this anime called anohana which is about um, I've talked about it a million times on the podcast, but I always like talking about it, so I'll always go back to it. Um, it's about six friends, mm-hmm. but is it six? It, I think it was seven of them, and then one of their friends uh, dies tragically, like it's just like a freak accident, mm-hmm. and it basically like draws their like it ruins their friendship, and they all like break apart and stop spending time together. And this happens when they're like eight or nine. That sounds sad. It it's really sad. <laughs> I cry like a baby watching the last Aww. episode. And then fast forward, like I don't know. I guess they're in high school now, and basically, like the ghost of the girl like comes back and starts like interacting with the main character, this guy named Jintan, and basically, like her ghost kind of like starts to bring them all back together, mm-hmm. and they like start being friends again. They start like talking about their issues that they had since um their friend died and it's like this cool coming of age story and people kind of like grieving over something and they all feel like some level of guilt it's super sad but it's amazing the artwork is so good in it and like the music's fantastic like the opening sequence of the show is one of my favorite openings ever um and i've talked about a million times on this podcast but it's it's probably like it might be my favorite anime. It's that or this other show, which is just about some guy who fights with a lot of spirals. Spirals? Yeah. Like drills. Like circles? Drills. Drills? Yeah. It's, dr- like, it's called like Gurnlogan. Drill? Yeah, kind of. Z- but he's in like a giant mech, like machine Gundam thing. Do you know what I'm talking no. about? No. <laughs> okay, we got to pull up a picture of this guy. He's in a, he's in a drill? No, no. It's a big like... Like Bob the Builder? No, not not in the slightest. Um, it's like a giant mech. Like, you keep saying mech. <laughs> yeah, mech isn't working. Um, so like that thing. Oh, he's like a transformer. Yes, he's like a transformer. <laughs> That's better. Yeah, it's a hundred percent a transformer. Yeah. So this is like my other favorite anime. It's amazing. Okay. And the animation's stunning in it. So. But that's more typical. It's closer to like Dragon Ball Z and stuff. So. Okay. 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 But uh, yeah, you're more than welcome to borrow that and read it. By the way. Yeah. <laughs> it, this it might take me a minute to figure it out. <laughs> I might go back and forth. But yeah, I mean, the artwork is insane. Like it's just it's so cool. Yeah, and there's some anime that even like the manga has like such amazing artwork. I've been reading. Where's my phone? Because I've been taking screenshots of it since I've been reading it. I've been reading this manga called. Oyasumi Poon Poon, which what? basically means goodnight Poon Poon. What is um a manga? This. Like a book? Yeah. It's okay. like a comic. Oh, okay, okay. Um, yeah, so this um it's very popular. i I'm like 50 chapters into it, and the the drawings are just so stunning. Like every once in a while, it's 
it just like captures me. Like, let's see, like this drawing. This is like one of the screenshots I took from Oyasumi Poon Poon. Is that a little penguin? Oh yeah, one of the guys is like a penguin, basically, basically a penguin, but he's like technically human. But they don't. They just draw him and his family like that, <laughs> and it's it's crazy. Like it's just about this kid who's like his dad's like a drunk, and like his mom is like cheating on his dad and it's like crazy and this kid's just like trying to figure out life and he's just like really innocent and he's also looks like a penguin it feels like, <laughs> it's like, weird but it's, it's like it's really cool that they like have these it's almost like these tough conversations and like they're able to transcend like getting through having those tough conversations by putting it in like this cartoon form and like with beautiful artwork and like what honestly surprised me the most about your name was like the subtle humor like there's a lot of like little jabs that i was like oh like that's kind of funny like i get that like what um the constant group no, grabbing every morning no what like i think it was like an interaction with like the grandmother and the daughter about some um, is it when they're um they're doing that weird like string thing mm-hmm and she's talking about like that weird fire thing and they're kind of like making fun of her a little bit that she's telling the story for the millionth time yeah like I, like it was that and then maybe i like i don't know i don't know i don't know. <laughs> no but i get what you're trying to say there is like it was just like there is some just some funny shit <laughs> yeah there's definitely some good comedy in it but obviously not the main point of it so let, let's keep going back to the movie a little bit okay because then like Shit hits the fan. So they're switching bodies. We get that fun music sequence. Oh my God. I love every montage. So they're like montages kind yeah, of like basically. little music. And the mm-hmm. band, that was really cool. Yeah. The singer, that was cool. Yeah. Radwimps is awesome. And I told you they did the music for the English and Japanese audio. So they like sang in both languages, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Like mm-hmm. shows how talented they are. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't know. I like the montage scene. Because I like said, there's like so many like funny stuff. Because he's like, stop eating all this food. Like you're spending all my money on sweets. Like stop yeah. doing that. And then she's like, you have to like stop doing random shit. Why do I have girls asking me out? Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I loved it. So <laughs> a little caveat: we watched the movie and it was pretty quiet. So there were some moments that were kind of hard to hear. So yeah. like a lot of it was relying on like the actions, and I think just like the way that they were gesturing at each other, like. It was kind of funny. <laughs> mm-hmm. For sure. Um, but, you know, the movie kind of, like, takes this weird turn. Horrible, horrible, horrible turn. turn. So everything's all good. And then, um, so Taki goes on the date with um, Okudera. Okudera is the lady who works at the, mm-hmm. yeah. Okudera. She was just, like, badass. Yeah, she was cool. She was, She looked good on the date, too. Mm-hmm. so i think we can agree on that maybe yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes and uh but then after the date taki wants to like call mitsuha to tell her how it went because i guess they exchanged phone numbers at one point yeah but then he can't get through because the comet already passed and he's like oh whatever i'll just tell her when yeah when i see her next and then he never like switches bodies again and then you find, then we get to see like more of the Taki side. Cause the first half of the movie is like pretty much all Mitsuha. Mm-hmm. And then we get to see the whole Taki side where he's like not okay with it. And then 
We go to Itamori, and we see that the place has been destroyed and that oh. everyone died. And you started going, what? No, yeah. what? I know. Like, it was like life was so good. They were just, like, scribbling all over each other, like, and then waking up. And, like, that's how they were figuring out shit. And, like, there was all these, like, happy dance numbers. And I was so excited for them to meet. And I was like, oh, like, this is going to be, like, so typical rom-com. I love it. It's so predictable. And then they slapped me in the face with the comet exploding and everyone dying. And I was a mess. It was, Boom. it was almost like you were hit with the comet. <laughs> I think I was. I was hit by that comet. <laughs> I was struggling. Honestly, I felt the same way when I first saw it, too. Like, I was really surprised. I was like, oh, my God. Like, what? Like, I was really confused because I was like, wait. But, like, how did she get? Like, this comet hit years ago. Like, how does this make sense? Oh, my God. That time warp? Like, curveball right there and this is something that i think the movie does really well and why it's better and better as you watch it more like the movie like the grandma mentions like they she talks about time and things like this and oh, how yeah that was with the spools and the rib the, the string and the yeah tying things. yeah like people people's time can get tangled and twisted and and knotted which is why like they were switching bodies i guess but how they were switching and they were three years apart yeah. and it kind of justifies it. Cause at first you're like, hold on, switching bodies. Okay. Whatever. But switching bodies with someone in the past and back and forth. And you don't realize you're three years in a different, like this seems a little suspect, but the movie kind of justifies it with like the grandma who's like kind of omniscient to some degree. Yeah. I was getting some grandma knows what's up vibes. Yeah. I also like want to know if this happened to grandma. Like they never really kind of said that, but like. They like kind of mentioned that it might have. Yeah. Cause. And then like the dad was kind of like something might've happened. I don't know. I was like, there's some people holding some secrets up in this neighborhood. Yeah, there's definitely this supernatural element to the movie that you kind of just have to accept that it's there. No, I loved it. Yeah, it makes it good. That was, like, my one thing walking out of the movie that I was confused about. But, like, when I watched it again, I was like, okay, like... You kind of, like, justify it more. Yeah. Like, yeah, okay, this kind of fits in more. Yeah, that works. So then Taki's got to figure out how he can see Mitsuha again. Because he, he starts, like, obsessing over it. But he also, like... Kinda. As anyone would do. But then he also starts, like, kind of forgetting about it a little bit, too. Like, he can't really remember stuff. Almost like waking up from a dream. Ah! This is why this movie's <laughs> it's great. It's circle back. It's circle back. I know. It, it just, like... Because they, they reference dreams so much throughout the movie. How, like... They, it's so good at foreshadowing. Yeah, they, like, wake up from, like, the next day, and they're like, oh, like, I can't remember what happened yesterday. And they're like, yeah, you were, like, acting all weird, Mitsuha. Like, you were, like, sitting all like this and, like, <laughs> in your skirt, and you didn't do your hair. And she's like, what? Like, what are you talking about? But it, like, me and Mary talk about this a lot, how it, like, captures that idea of, like, waking up from a dream and, like, it's all fuzzy. Like, you remember stuff, but, like, you don't, or, like, you want to remember, but you can't. It was, like, a daze. Yeah. But you know something's there. Yeah. And then it's kind of wild because then you yourself feel kind of, like, omniscient because, like, you've witnessed everything that's happened, but now you're kind of, like, questioning, like, 
wait, what, like, is there another level that I'm not seeing? Like, am I in a dream? Are we all in a dream? Like, we're in like your name inception right now. Ah! <laughs> They're all dreaming. But, yeah. but then Taki figures it out. For the most part, he drinks the, uh, the spit soup, as you call it. Oh my god. <laughs> which was kind of gross. But then we have that beautiful animation sequence of like seeing Mitsuha's past with her family. Oh my gosh, I loved that because it kind of like it gave like it gave her a backstory and then you can kind of like understand like how she grew up more and like what her life story was. And like I almost wish they did that for um him as well. Taki, yeah. Taki. So like a lot of people say that. They're like, I wish they could have developed him more. Because I feel like we kind of like jump in and we're like, okay, like what's his kind of relationship with his dad? And like, is there a mom? And like, how did they end up here? And I feel like you really get that with um her, but you don't get that with Taki as much. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. And off the top of my head, I don't know the source material for, for this. Like this might just be a standalone movie that they made up. Oh, okay. Um, Because a lot of times, like, they're based on novels or light novels or Reality. Yeah, someone just came up with this and said, boom, we're making this movie. It's No, it's like real life. Like, this happened. Like, in historic (laughs) Yeah, this happened (laughs) back in uh, 2011. 2011. Don't you remember, Tom? (laughs) Oh, right, yeah. The meteor that hit. The meteor, and then it did unhit, and then the town, everyone was in the school. Uh, Right, right, right. Oh my god, they got me. They got me so hard with that, all of it. But it was okay, because we drank the spit soup, and everyone came back. And one of the the scenes from, like, or moments from, like, the scene in that movie, something that, like, explains so much. Because you're just like, why does the dad not live with Mitsuha and uh what's the girl name? The, the little sister? Yeah. I don't see her here. Little. Oh, Mia, 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 no, that, that's the last name. Yotsuha. Yotsuha. It's Mitsuha and Yotsuha. Cute. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they rhyme. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Yeah. They uh they named them well. But uh yeah, I was like, why doesn't the dad live with them? Like, what's up with the grandma? Why doesn't she like them? And then they kind of like explain it there. I like Mitsuha's mom died. Tan at my heartstrings. And then grandma wanted um, the dad to take over, like, the, the shrine. shrine. And it always sticks out to me. He's like, I loved my wife. I didn't, or I loved Futaba. I didn't, I don't love the shrine. Like, I don't want to, like, be involved in it. Which, like, I don't know. It's a weird thing because on one hand, like, you could say, yeah, it's like, dude, like, you should, like, help out with the shrine. But on the other hand, it's like, I want to, like, do what I want. I want to become mayor. I want to, like, live my own life. I don't want to be in the shrine. So it's, like, he's kind of put in this tough spot kind of thing, even though he's, like, kind of a jerk. But, I don't It makes me feel like, oh, yeah, I guess I, like, understand the dad a little bit and, like, where he's coming from mm-hmm. with stuff, you know? Where before you're just, like, he's the jerk mayor who's yeah. probably corrupt and, <laughs> like, the rest of the mayors in the world. So. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wait, can we talk for a second about her friends and how they're so awesome? Oh, yeah. It was Sayaka and Sukas. No, no. Sukas is the other guy. Yeah. Katsuhiro. Like, I feel like a big, like... Oh, they call him Teshi. Teshi, yeah. Like, a big theme in the, like, in the whole film. Is it a film, a movie? What is it? It's Cartoon? a film. It's a film movie. A film movie? It's a film okay. movie. Um, is, like like relationships with people and like 
some of them circling back to like in the past and over here, but then also just like how she has these people and like her two best friends are like the ones she convinces first about like what's going on. And they're just like so quick to rally, but like step out of their own comfort zone to do this for her. And like, and then they kind of have their own love at the end, which is so great too. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it was just like, I think there was just like a lot of people like coming out of their comfort zones in the, throughout the kind of whole piece, which I thought was really cool. Mm -hmm. I'm glad you mentioned relationships and stuff because there's something I want to talk about a little bit. So there's the whole thing in the movie with um, Mitsuha's like red band. Yeah. Oh my God. That was so cool. So um, historical Three part, years back. Ah! So the, a red string in it's like Japanese and Chinese like uh, culture mm-hmm. is um, it kind of signifies like a eternal love. So um like you would tie like a red string around with like someone else that like you want to be with together or something Mm -hmm. so it's like kind of symbolic of like this everlasting love with someone yeah so like i don't know it's like symbolic when like mitsuha like takes her hair off she's like my name's mitsuha and she throws him like her headband thing and like the fact that he always carries around like the red string is like symbolic of like their love and everything which is something that like we don't have in western culture like we don't we don't have love. <laughs> no, no, it's just like the red str- a red string meaning that. Yeah. So that's always a subtle point that I always like to throw in there. But the whole red string thing that he's wearing it the whole movie. And, the, and like, it's it's such like, um, what is that like word when it's like a little, like a little key, like a little like subtle oh, jab. Uh, it's like a. Sprinkle. Though. It's like an. Like, Easter egg? Yeah. Yeah, Easter kind egg. of a little bit. Kind of like an Easter egg, but, but I know what word you're thinking yeah, of. Yeah, but like, um, it's just like, it's kind of like slaps you in the face like, oh shit, it was the same one the whole time because it was three years later. Like. Like, and there's a part of the movie before we know that he gets it from Mitsuha where I think Okudera asks him, she's like, oh, why are you, why are you wearing that? And he's like, mm-hmm. oh, like, and he can't remember. He's like, someone gave this to me and I just like always wear it. And it's just like a, okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. But then we like fast forward 25 minutes and we see the <laughs> scene where Mitsuha goes to Tokyo to find uh, Taki yeah. and then she gives it to him and then three years later and then it all ties together like, the, it's like, great but they like set it up so they're kind of like giving you these little secrets like these little foreshadowings and you're kind of just like mulling them over as you're watching what's happening mm-hmm. and i think that kind of contributes to like the dreamlike feel because you're having a little bit of deja vu as things are happening and you're like wait where am i what time is it what's happening they clearly something like because they don't go back and forth between days a lot too so definitely like adds the day to the before feeling. something and then the day after something and then mm-hmm. yeah but yeah it was it was pretty cool I, yeah. I was i was uh i was gonna maybe hit you if, if if she died i was i was losing my mind just a little bit during i had uh my blanket like wrapped around my head and i was sitting on the couch and i was in the fetal position just yelling at tom so And, like, all this stuff kind of hits you in the second half of the movie. And it kind of shows, like, how deep, like, anime can really be, you know? Like, there's, like, all these things working in there. And, like, I don't know. I think people look at anime and they're like, oh, it's just, like, a bunch of cartoons. But, like, 
we've talked about so many like really small like details and plot points mm-hmm. that like added so much to it and we're like we're connecting all these dots we're like oh my god but like that was from then and they mentioned this earlier oh what and we're like mind blown it's fantastic that's why i love this movie honestly i couldn't have watched it in the theater like th- someone would have kicked me out i would have been yelling <laughs> like I, what was it like watching it in the theater it was amazing because the animation is amazing like, so it's stunning the animation like like remember that um the panning shot where the meteor's falling in Mitsuha is in, and she's in her um in the field and she's in the kimono yeah. it has that panning shot and it shows the sky i mean that and in then- the theaters was like amazing and like the meteor's falling down it's so bright yeah they like really they really get you they they know what they're doing over there oh yeah like it was it was amazing in the theater so good that i saw it twice in the theater <laughs> i saw it subbed and then i went back and i saw it dubbed yeah but um, move forward a little bit with the plot. So ending, all kind of worked out. Mitsuha and Taki. Well, they meet. Well, we got to yeah, talk about I that. I know. Like, I was... In Golden Hour, which they also mentioned earlier. See, it all ties together. Like, it's like, so great. <laughs> and, like, it's so cool. It's, like, every... Nothing, like, and maybe this is, like, more so in, like, animation because someone has to take the time to draw. But, like... Every single thing was thought through. Like there was every mm-hmm. detail actually impacted something farther along and contributed. Like nothing was just like superfluous. Is that the right word? Superfluous? No. I, I honestly I don't really know. What I'm gonna, superfluous I'm gonna, let's means. go with it. It's superfluous. <laughs> like extra. Extra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, that's yeah, what it means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, no, we're smart. We yeah, well, we got we're, we're, we, we're in grad school. We're yeah. good. <laughs> we're geniuses. Yeah, but I don't know. Like, it was, like, it, it it took me on a nice journey. Like, that's, like, I love storytelling, and I love the idea of, like, communicating through, like, visual arts and storytelling and all of that kind of a thing. And, like, it definitely, like, it kind of had this nice flow from the beginning that was kind of just, like, getting like dipping your toes in the water kind of getting used to it and by the like middle portion I was drowning and then all of a sudden I was like risen up above I use a lot of water analogies (laughs) as a rowing coach but like yeah like it was just it made me want to watch more things similar to that yeah so I thought that was that was kind of cool is there any like uh yeah, so, like, we'll have to see what comes next. <laughs> the one trailer that we watched before the movie started, uh, The Girl That Left Through Time, mm. very similar in that there's a lot of subtleties where you're like, oh, my God, like, I saw that earlier, but I didn't realize. And then it also, like, kind of jumps the time a little bit, too. Girl Left Through Time, like, not really a big surprise there. Yeah. Um, And there's also, it's very, like, probably the first, like, 65% of the movie is very chill, and you're like, really enjoying it like you love the main yeah. three characters and all this stuff and then like boom like you realize what's happening um I almost said Mitsuha um Makoto realizes what's happening Chiaki realizes what's happening with her characters in the, okay. in the movie and like you just think the world is ending like everyone kind of realizes at the same time like what terrible thing is about to happen and was it all her fault it just hits you in the face and you're just like oh <gasps> I remember watching it for the first time and like I remember like having the like the same reaction the character had when shit hit the fan and the girl that left through time and you're just like oh my god and that's kind of similar to the way your name is set up where it's like 
you're learning about the characters mm-hmm. and the world and you're enjoying it. It's funny. The Life is good, like, having a good time, nothing and then, bad's gonna happen. And then the comic, anyway. and then <laughs> I, I censored myself. I wasn't <laughs> Fine, sure. me and Mary curse on this all the time. <laughs> we make it um explicit. We have like an explicit oh, thing for little, it. A little tag. Just in case. I don't want like some ten year old because like some of these anime, like they talk about like sex and stuff. We sexy anime. We talked about uh this movie. It's called The End of Evangelion. And it's a movie this is gonna be like this is how weird anime can be sometimes. I'm gonna explain the end of Evangelion opening sequence. So Neo Genesis Evangelion is an anime, it's 26 episodes. It's amazing. Last two episodes, kinda suspect. Came out in the 90s. Suspect. The last two episodes, basically, like, they don't do plot stuff, and it's all internal monologue of the main character, Shinji, and, like, him coming to, like, coming to terms with, like, reality and his life, because it's, like, kind of shit. Mm-hmm. He's got some daddy issues. Don't we all? <laughs> I don't. I don't think, but anyway, <laughs> some of us do. And then, so the movie comes back, and it basically kicks off the plot from, like, the second to last episode. Uh-huh. And the movie kind of kicks off with Shinji being in a hospital room with, like, one of his um, friends. They they fight in mechs as well. Like, Transformers. They also fight in Transformers. Just say Transformers. That's what they are. And the one girl got seriously injured. And she's, like, laying in the hospital bed. And she's, like, like, I don't know. She's, like, basically half naked. And, like, Shinji, like jerks off while she's th- while he's there and that's how the movie starts and like we talked about that like on the podcast with two other people and we were like this is how like messed up this is like that's- and it's and he like he literally like looks at his hands he's just like i'm a piece of shit yeah says. you are and he's like 15 this kid oh my god and it was like crazy i was watching it when like after i saw this series it's on netflix the whole series in this movie <laughs> and i was like oh my god like what the fuck? I was, like, freaking out. It was insane. Like, what a way to, like, set a tone for a movie. Because, like, it was nuts. I know that sounds probably really, really weird. <laughs> it's definitely weird. Uh-huh. But we spent, like, a good 10 or 15 minutes just, like, talking about that opening scene. We did a whole episode about Evangelion. And me and my sister talked about it with one of our friends, John, um, and his older brother, Polly, who's, like, 30 something so he remembers when like the show came out and mm-hmm. everything so he was like a good reference yeah, for yeah, us yeah. and we like spent so much time like talking about that scene but uh i don't know that's like how kind of crazy like shit can get yeah so shit. Like, but, like it can be really deep and like it can get like sexual too mm-hmm. anime um like there's definitely like some anime i feel that, like there's like, a lot of undertones sexual, like yeah. There was some short skirts. There was some cleavage. There was, I'm like... Yeah, I mean... It's just like... But it's just kind of like how it is. I don't know. Like, I think there's a little bit of, like, some feminism in there, too. Like, um... Uh, what, what's her name? Mitsuha? Mitsuha. She, like... She didn't need to... to, 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 to What's his name? Taki. <laughs> Taki. She like didn't need Taki to save her like community. Like she did that on her own. Like she like like yes, he kind of like told her and like she figured out what happened. But like she was the one running through. Like she used her friends. Like I just thought that was kind of cool. Like it wasn't mm-hmm. like 
the Disney princess side where it's always this person needing to be rescued. Like she kind of had this, like, I got this. I'm a badass. I'm going to do it. I'm going to save the town. And like, she like, wasn't selfish about it. Like she could have just been like, Oh, it's just about me and Taki's relationship. And I'm just going to run away and like find him. But it was like, no, I'm saving my community. Yeah. Even she takes the initiative and she goes to Tokyo to try to find him too. Yeah. Like, it's actually really funny funny that you mentioned it because me and Mary talk about it all the time about how Japan's kind of misogynistic. Definitely. Yeah. And that's almost you can see that in the drawing. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I mean I mean hundred percent like agree with that. And like we talk about how there's so many anime where like the female characters are like really weak. Like somewhat physically, but like they're not like really Great. strong care like strong characters yeah they're not characters that were like yo she's so cool and badass like i love that and there's definitely those characters exist and like we're really excited when that happens but it's not that often that we get like really independent strong female characters in anime mm-hmm. that's like definitely a complaint for it so it's nice like we find that and it's funny that you mention it because it is something me and mary talk about mm-hmm. kind of frequently with, like, a lot of shows where she's like, this character sucks. Like, why do they make this character bad? Like, they should have made her really cool. Like, give her some dynamic, like, anything to kind of bolster her up. Yeah. Like, she just doesn't need to be, like, in need of someone to save the day. Yeah, exactly. And, like, not every show, like, you can have shows that are like that. Like, that's fine. But, like, you should mix it up. Some good diversity in there, you know? Yeah, no. So it's all about, all about the diversity. Exactly. But, yeah, like, I thought that was kind of, like... Like, and what I'm also kind of, like, curious about is, like, like, kind of, like, everyone watches anime. Like, it doesn't seem like it's too gendered, like, only women are into it or only men are into it. Like, so kind of, like, projecting that out to, like, you yourself as, like, a younger male, like, watching that. Like, you get that, like, you get exposed to that. Like, it's not, like, when there is some, like, feminism in there. So, like, I think that's kind of a cool thing that it's not, like, like, rom-coms are pretty, like, you can only watch this movie if you're like a woman, like, or like you're dragging your boyfriend to it. That's when a guy would go. But like mm-hmm. anime kind of breaks that barrier where like men and women can watch it and kids can watch it and older people can watch it. And like, yeah, there's a little bit more universal. Yeah, there's definitely some anime that are geared more towards women and more towards men, but mm-hmm. there's fewer shows that are like strictly mm-hmm. for one person. So, um, the most popular uh, manga, like, magazine in the world. So, basically, like, a lot of manga get, um, they get released weekly. So, they have weekly chapters that come oh, out. Oh, that's sweet. And they come out in a big magazine called Weekly Shonen Jump. Shonen in Japanese means basically boy. And then there's also, like, Weekly Shoujo Jump. Shoujo means girl. girl. <laughs> so, like, there are shows in, like, manga that are more designed for boys versus girls but there's a lot of crossover with like what people watch and stuff like it's more of like it's even less about like it's four guys or four girls and now it's more described as like this is like the genre like mm-hmm. i'll say like oh this is like a shoujo anime which kind of means it's more like slice of life bubbly uh drama where if i said like oh yeah this is like a shoujo or a shonen is more like action yeah so, yeah but there's tons of women that like read shonen and tons of boys that read shoujo i mean i've watched so many shoujo anime and they're great they're some of the best <laughs> anime i've seen anohana the anime i talked about before is probably more of a shoujo 
Wodakoi is probably somewhere like gender neutrally in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, but your name, I could definitely see someone saying it's more shoujo. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I agree with you that like anyone can enjoy this in a lot of different anime. Yeah, like it's not just for kids. Like it's not for kids. It's not like mm-hmm. it's kind of like I didn't really get until I've kind of been talking to you about like how universal it is and how like it's kind of like very cultural and like it's like it's like our Avengers movies. Like it's like everyone likes it. Yeah. One thing that's really cool when I go to these like anime conventions and stuff. It's super, super diverse, like, like gender-wise, but also, like, racially diverse. Wow. So, like, anime's, like, really big in a lot of the black communities and stuff. Like, Jared, one of my roommates, talks about, like, his football friends and how, like, from Maine, and a bunch of them, like, love anime and stuff. Oh, wow. And you, like, tell me about that. And then there's, like, a lot of Asian people in anime, obviously. And then mm-hmm. there's, like, tons of white people into it and, uh, like, Hispanic people, like, I don't know. It's, it's kind of... It, yeah. Every, anyone can be into it. Yeah, like anime and video game like communities are some like the most racially diverse communities i've ever like been a part of like why do you think that is uh accessibility like anyone can just go online and watch something you know um i think a lot of the themes kind of are universal they touch people the same way um i mean cartoons are cool for any kid like you see some badass cartoon guy fighting like I don't think that's, I, I think that's universal too. Like, um, I don't know, I guess, but I think accessibility is kind of a big thing too. Like a lot of kids would like, when I was younger, like rent like anime movies from the local library or Blockbuster. Just and like dating yourself right now. So old. <laughs> people still rent things from you libraries. You went to Blockbuster. Blockbuster was a big thing when I was a kid. Did you know, uh, my sister, keep me on this. That Netflix originally, oh, no, 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 uh, <laughs> that Netflix was only, like, rentals, like, yeah. Netflix, like, they would mail you, yeah, um, and, Amaz- and Amazon was only for books, Amazon Online was just for books, yeah, I was like, what? You don't remember that? You're not that much younger than me. <laughs> Clearly, I lived in a cave. <laughs> I remember that, yeah. So, I was like, yeah. I remember Netflix being a thing, and I was like, this is kind of dumb. Like, <laughs> why would I order a movie to have them send it to my house? Pay, like, $8 a month. I get unloaded movies, I guess. But I could just drive down the street to Blockbuster and rent something for $4. But Blockbuster shut down. Yeah, and then Netflix just took over. Streaming kind of killed that yeah. market. Like, mm-hmm. streaming killed Blockbuster market. Even I though they're so red boxes. Yeah. You know I'm, red boxes, right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I had dial-up internet. So, like, okay. <laughs> I couldn't be streaming something and cut off the phone line. But in, like, 2005, like, you couldn't really stream because, like, you internet wasn't, like, strong enough back then to, like, really stream stuff. Yeah. Like, there was very few streaming. I mean, YouTube didn't become a thing until, like, 2004, 2005, 2006, yeah. where people would upload videos. And those videos were in, like, 480p. Like those videos, there was also like shit. They're also four by three. The old anime I used to watch, some of it's on Netflix. It's all in four by three, so it's just black bars on the side. <laughs> like, it's it's old school, you know. A lot of it. Do you think that like because clearly like anime has existed for like longer than there's been streaming? Do you think that like streaming is part of like the popularity and the growth like 
beyond Japanese like culture and like For sure. Asia. I mean, yeah, I think accessibility is a big thing, right? If you have no way to watch the show, then you can't enjoy it, right? Yeah. And if you don't have a boat, you can't row. Exactly. Or like a crew erging machine. So, okay. <laughs> uh, an erg. It's well, called the next an erg. podcast will be about how to row. <laughs> how to row one oh one. It's uh we Becca taught me how to row one time. It's legs, then body, then arms. Yes. Arms, legs, body. No, arms, oh body, legs. God. In that order to uh, do the crew thing. Stick to the running. <laughs> I will. But what was I making a comment about? Oh, accessibility. Yeah. So back, like, it was a lot harder to watch anime back in the day. You basically have to, like, buy DVDs from, like, FYI. You remember those, like that store? I think it's still a thing. FYI. They sell like, yeah. Is that what they call it? FYE. FYE. Oh, okay. FYE. Okay. okay. <laughs> and, like for your information. And stuff like that. So that's where you would have to go to watch mm-hmm. anime. Um, but now with streaming, I mean, anyone can watch it. I mean, I remember how I got into anime was that I would watch it on TV when I was a kid after school. It would... It was on a Cartoon Network. There was a whole block after school from like 4 to 6.30 or something called Toonami. And mm-hmm. it was all anime. So it was shows like Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, Roroni Kenshin, Yu Yu Hakusho. Like these old like 90s anime. Mm-hmm. And that's what I grew up kind of like watching. And eventually kind of snowballed into currently having anime pictures in my room and doing a podcast and having figures and things like that. You know? <laughs> so kind of evolved but that's where it started and if it wasn't on tv when i was a kid like i probably wouldn't have gotten into it Mm -hmm. so now with streaming and stuff like it helps so much you know like anime is almost like kind of mainstream in in some ways like there's definitely anime that hit mainstream culture me and mary were just talking about this last episode which shows like attack on titan is like really really popular sword art online where like average not anime liking people in america we're like, oh yeah, I've seen that show. Like they sell the stuff in Hot Topics, which obviously aren't mainstream, but they sell anime <laughs> stuff like in Hot Topics. Mainstream, non-mainstream, cool kids. Yeah, but it's definitely getting to the point where more kids like watch anime and know about it. Like it's not just like the thing the weird nerdy kids do, who like no one likes and makes fun of all the time. It's not like that. Anymore. <laughs> Rolling my eyes. I'm not like that now. <laughs> Do they have sports anime? Oh, yeah. What? Todd, why did you lead with that? Because a lot of them aren't that good. Oh. <laughs> the best one is one called Haiku. And it's haiku? About like haiku. A poem? No, it's not Haiku. Haiku. So it would be H-A-I-K-Y-U-U. Haiku. Ooh. And it's about a high school volleyball team. And the main character is Hinata Shoyo, who is underneath 160 centimeters, which is like five six, and hey, don't don't shoot don't shoot us down. And he, well, you're not trying to play volleyball. No, I'm not. <laughs> and he joins like his high school team, and he he can jump really really high, even though he's really short. And it's about his high school team like trying to make the national championships oh. in volleyball, and it is awesome. New season comes out next fall or next. It's winter. a series. Yeah, yeah. So season four is going to come out. I have to get cracking. It's amazing. Me and Mary are obsessed with it. The animation is awesome. The music's great. And it's it's fantastic. It's the best sports anime, hands down. Okay. But cool. there's other sports anime about like, there's like American football, there's soccer ones. 
baseball is really, really big in Japan. So there's tons of baseball anime. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a few track and running ones. Mm-hmm. One that came out recently was really popular. Um, I don't know if there are crew ones. There's a few rugby ones. Ooh. There's one rugby one, which is like, it's out right now. And it's like a BL kind of thing. Boy so, love. Yeah. <laughs> like hot dudes like kind of being close together and stuff. That's That sounds like the L word of an anime. What, lesbian? No, the L word is like basically like the web of... The web of the gays and it's all about all of these like women and their lives and most of them are gay and like how they intertwine. It's like a big thing from like the 90s and they're bringing it back and recreating one for like this time. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've never heard that term thrown around. Clearly not around the gays. <laughs> I mean, I don't see my older sister too often. So. <laughs> You'll have to ask her about it. I will. The L word. The L word. Whenever people say that, I think of, have you ever seen Scott Pilgrim? I love Scott Pilgrim versus the world. There's a scene where he's like, you know, the L word. And he's like, lesbian? It's like, no, no, the other L word. And he says, lesbians. <laughs> and I just think that's the funniest scene. I just love how one of like the exes is a girl. <laughs> like, yeah. It's so funny. It's like, what? It's like, I had a phase. <laughs> <laughs> but all right. We are very off topic, which is totally fine. That's the whole point of this. Okay, like, okay, okay. Conversation kind of comes, which is great. Um, so let's jump to, we kind of covered plot stuff, you know, ending very cute. They cute. Seemed, cute. You mean like emotionally traumatizing until it was gloriously no, no, like the wonderful. Last, like the last three minutes where they're older and he, Taki's trying to get a job and we oh see Tashi God. and Sayaka together and then they see each other on the train. I was Full-on hyperventilating at this point. <laughs> <laughs> and then they talk. Oh, but we, we have to talk about one more scene. Okay. Which is where the title card comes from. Where they... <laughs> Becca is currently squirming in her chair. Have you seen me this? Oh, clearly you haven't. You, but no, the listeners I, have not seen you. No. What well, I was just videotaping this whole thing. Megan's gone from sitting with her feet on the floor to currently hugging both of her legs in her chair. This is what happened. This is a great example of what happened during the anime. <laughs> I need my blanket. So we have them. We, they meet during golden hour. It's great. They're going to exchange. They tell each other their names again. And we have some cute moment. And then he writes his name on her hand. And she's about to start. And then he disappears. And the pen hits the ground. and gets silent. And then Taki's like, (laughs) and Taki's freaking out and he can't remember her name. He's just like screaming. He's like, what's your name? And he starts crying. And there's like, uh, they play the song Sparkle, which is one of the songs that Brad Wimps sings. And then Mitsuha, like he writes, I love you in his hand, which is so cheesy and dumb. Wonderful and cute and love. Very insightful, Becca. Oh my gosh. No. I'm a I'm a I'm an emotional sap. They got me. They got me good. I was like, I'm crying at some cartoons. Oh yeah. If you watch more, you'll you'll cry at more cartoons. More cartoons. I've cried only watching one anime. And it was Anohana. This is why it's I don't amazing. believe you. I feel like you've cried more than that. I got close to crying watching the ending of Angel Beats when I watched it for the first time. But I didn't. 
I kind of teared up watching the trailer for Weathering With You, which is the new Makoto Shinkai film coming out next month, mm-hmm. which is the guy who made your name. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think I cried watching any other anime. I'm not a big crier. Wow. Get on my level. But I feel it, though. You feel it? <laughs> I feel it. Yeah. It's soul crushing. No, that was, like, pretty, like... I was I was a little heartbroken when I was like, why aren't they together? Why aren't they together? Will they ever get together? Like, it was it was rough. They can't even remember each other's names. Like, and they got older. Like, how are they supposed to know? But, like, it, yeah, in, like, five years, seven years later, like, what was it? I think they were... He was just graduating college, but she's older. So she's been out of college, right? Because she's three years. No, no. She's three years older or younger? Older. Older, yeah. So she's been out. Yeah. And he's, I guess, graduating college? Yeah. One thing, high school is only three years in Japan. Oh. Middle school is three years. High school is three years. I don't know how long college is, though. I think it's three years. They're just quicker. So so they're probably, like, in their... Mid twenties, mm-hmm. low to mid twenties. Yeah, no, but it was when they fell in meet. Solid, solid film. Solid. So parts of the film, the music. All right, like I, I don't think like I'm definitely more into like folk music than like electrona pop music, <laughs> boy band. But I think that like. It wasn't annoying and it fit really well into like what was happening. So like, like seven out of 10 stars. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like what? I would totally recommend listening to the soundtrack. Okay. Um, like separate. Yeah. So there's like the songs where they sing, but the instrumental stuff is really, really good. It's all on Spotify. If you listen to your music there. Um, I do. <laughs> some people don't. Some people have uh, what, Apple music. Losers. Yeah, I know. Jared has Apple Music. Yeah. Uh, one of my roommates that Becca used to live with. I uh, love Jared. Where's... Jared's in Philly. Oh my god, me and Jared need to talk <laughs> about anime. That'd be so cute. Let Make us watch a sports one and we'll talk about it. Ooh, we could do that. That'd be we should watch the first season of Haikyuu or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, music worth listening to. And then, what do you think... This is a good question. So, what do you think, at like, the fact that this movie is animated does for the movie? Like, do you think this movie could have done similar stuff if it was live action? Or do you think the animation part kind of, it brings something a little bit more out of it? Because as we talked about, slice of life, right? Like, there's nothing that people couldn't have done, right? Yeah, I think, I think the animation added, like, this level of pacing through the film. Like, mm-hmm. just, like, kind of, like the speed, the reflection, like how we're kind of introduced to the characters. I could very much imagine um, the, like almost like the first half being um, like the slice of life and like Freaky Friday, like them going back and forth. But like, I think that they would have had, I think it would have been just like different in terms of like our investment and our understanding of like them going back and forth between time. Like, I think it would have either been more obvious or like harder to understand, like when the comet hit and it broke apart and what year it is and what time it is. And like just things that like you can almost zoom more in on because of animation. 
I think it would have been more challenging with like the distractions of like the reality of life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. It's interesting you talk about the pacing because I do think the pacing of this movie is really good. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that I feel like went on too long or anything like that. No, like, you know? it, yeah, like, it, it wasn't too long. It's like an hour, 40 minutes, like, definitely and, not overkill. And, like, definitely, like, ant, like montages are, like, my favorite parts of movies. Like, like, there's music, things are happening, like, there's quick costume changes, like, you, you just, like, learn a lot of information quickly, and it can kind of really help pass time. And I think that, like, through these, like, amazing realistic images like you're really able to kind of like keep up with what is going on and like bend reality and you're like a little bit more willing to kind of just like absorb in instead of just like questioning everything because it's a little bit more separated from you Mm -hmm. yeah so so like because it's not like real people so like you're you you always have a little bit more space to like when you're reading like you want characters who you can kind of like connect with because maybe you're not being told everything about them so you get to kind of invest a little bit of your own thoughts into it and like feel like with anime you're also able to do that just kind of like setting itself up so you can have an experience with what you're watching Mm -hmm. yeah that makes that makes a lot of sense i agree that uh there's something special about when it's animated right it I, i like how you said it's uh you have like this you're a little separate from it Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, it's, it's not totally, like, in your face. But at the same time, you do connect to it really well. Because, like, I feel like maybe the not... The story's universal, too. Yeah, right? Like, star-crossed lovers kind of thing. And maybe these characters, for me, aren't, like, the most relatable in the sense that I haven't experienced that. Switching bodies with star-crossed or like lovers. A, or, like, a, a, a love like that, I guess. Mm-hmm. But there's definitely anime where, like, I totally see myself, like in this character and i'm like wow like i've totally been in this spot before and like there it it adds something special when it's like not just like a human doing it i think anime as a whole touches on a lot of themes that i don't see in a lot of like western live action things like i think they just were able to kind of go for it and people have more like of an openness like Mm -hmm. an openness to kind of accept something that may not be as real or as originally once thought yeah because it's cartoon yeah, like... Coaches aren't real. Yeah. Yet. <laughs> yeah. Yet. yet. There's not holograms yet. Yet. Yeah. Give Elon a few more years. Oh, my we'll gosh. figure it out. <laughs> so, okay, we've been chatting for a while, so why don't we just get some some closing thoughts? So, how many... What would you give it? We rate everything out of 10. Okay. So, we use a website. It's called My Anime List, and we track everything we watch. Mm-hmm. And this is one of like six shows I've seen that I've given a ten. I'll pull up my page. So you so you gave it a ten. I gave it a ten out of ten. Okay. I I think it's perfect. Uh, this guy, he's a YouTuber named Gigguk. He made like an eleven minute long video about kind of anime and how people rank shows and stuff. And he talked about why he thinks Your Name is the best anime movie of all time, and like why it's like his favorite show ever and obviously there's like certain aspects of it that like aren't perfect but to him it it was perfect and i think your name there's nothing in the movie that i wish they did better like it captures everything that i think they wanted to and it made me really think about a lot of stuff and i totally got what they were going for so 
I love it. I'm obsessed with it. Like, <laughs> but not everyone's me. Some people are higher on it. Some people are lower. So what are your th- kind of thoughts? You don't have to give it an exact number ranking because it's kind of hard, but that's kind of what we do. Like, this is my sheet of, like, anime sweet. I've seen. So, and, yeah. like, some dropped ones, so. No, like, yeah, like, I, my ten. I definitely don't think that I could give it, like, like, I'm, I'm, I'm a numbers person, but, like, I think just mostly because I have nothing to compare it to. That's fair. Like, That's true. I, like, I feel like I'd probably have to, like, watch a few more things and then kind of, like, get a sense of, like, what's, what, what gets me going about anime. But, um, I think that if the role of this film was to engage someone who otherwise would be, like, either intimidated or confused or like distant or doesn't really understand anime like I think it does a really good job of like bringing it to their level and like telling a story that you can relate to and like using imagery and sound really like excellently so that you can really like get into it and you can see something like maybe it's gonna set the bar really high for like the next thing that I watch but I think it does a really good job of, like, for a noob, like, something to watch to get you, like, interested and maybe get you hooked on, like, the next thing. Mm-hmm. So I, I would say it would be um, – I was at a coaching conference this weekend, and I would say it certainly did a successful job if my definition of success is um, getting me interested and, like, increasing my awareness and wanting me to – watch it again like I would say that it, it's got me so yeah. um a 10 out of 10 on hooking me into the idea of watching something else yeah that's great yeah because I don't know I want people I think a lot of people are like like anime that's really weird like yeah you're weird that's a weird thing I'm like you've never I'm like have you seen anything they're like no because it's weird like, no, it's not. It's amazing. I'll show you why. And, like, the only thing, <laughs> only references you have is, like, the kid who sat in the back of class and, like... Had cat ears and a cat tail. Oh, my God, yes! Yeah, <laughs> that like, kid, yeah. Like, Gives uh, me a bad rep, that kid. Fuck that, that kid. <laughs> like You can, like, anime not just be socially inept. Yeah. And like, me, that's one thing me and Mary want to capture with this podcast is, like... Anyone I, can watch it. Anyone can be into this. It's like Ratatouille. Anyone can cook. Anyone can watch anime. Exactly. Because I can't cook. <laughs> it's something me and Mary have talked about on the podcast A Decent Man is like stigma when it comes to anime and stuff. And part of it is just got to be like, you can't care what other people think. But it doesn't help when like everyone knows that kid who wears all those anime t-shirts to school and he's wearing cat ears and or he or she and... They're just like socially not there and they're like, oh, well, they're into that and they're weird. I don't want to be part of that. Where like that person, like, I don't know. But there's there are a lot of weird people. But there's anime, definitely but... there's definitely like a shift, though, because like I totally remember being on the playground in elementary school and like everyone was like playing Yu-Gi-Oh and like they had those little spinners and they were like, battling each other and it had something to do with like. Pokemon or something. I did have a Pokemon Go account. I chased and got Pokemon when that okay. became a fad. So like maybe I was destined for some anime. But um yeah, like it's kind of funny how like I think there was like more kids kind of invested in it. And then like as they got older, it was like this isn't the type of thing that you watch in like the United States. 
-hmm. but then like the kids who were still into it like were really into it and like really embracing it and so like if you were kind of on the outskirts the whole time you really didn't have like that in to get into it unless like you had a friend who was like you should totally check this out yeah that was definitely something weird for me growing up because like I wasn't the coolest kid in the world. No. I know you're, like, really surprised by I that. Know. You should... The coolest. But when you're, like... You go to high school, you're, like, 5'3". You weigh 103 pounds. Like, the wind can knock you over. You're an all-boys school. They're all You went jerks. to an all-boys school? All-boys Catholic high school. That is... Wow. Awful is the answer. Wow. And... I, but I was in a weird spot because... On one hand, I was this, like, kind of nerdy-looking kid with black hair and glasses. glasses, and I was scrawny, but then I was this, like, kind of outstanding athlete by, like, my junior, senior year, and, like, the school, everyone in the school kind of knew who I was because I was, like, a national caliber distance runner, but I was, like, watching anime and playing video games, and... I liked that stuff and I didn't do the things that all the other jockey kids did. And so I was like, I don't know. I was in a weird spot just like from like a social standpoint back then. Cause I was like, well, I like all this nerdy stuff, but like all my friends are like these jockey kids. Mm-hmm. And I just like, wouldn't really talk about anime all that often. Like I like mention here and there, I guess, but like, I wouldn't, there were definitely people that I was like, yeah, you're not going to find out that I do this. <laughs> and looking back, I'm, like, kind of disappointed in myself because I had a lot of really good friends that I was just, like, yeah, if you found out, like, I was into this, you would think I'm really weird. And that's just, like, is upsetting. Because, People in high school are jerks, though. Yeah, like, for sure. People are way less jerks now, I feel like. In general, like, at our age? Or? At our age, yeah. Yeah. I think it's, like, this idea of, like, what, like... I think you can never completely, like, X out what other people think of you isn't important. Mm-hmm. But, like, at the same time, like, wear a grout fit, eat some ramen. Like, What's a ev- grout fit? A gray outfit. Oh, like, gray sweatshirt and gray sweatpants? Yeah, okay. like, do, like, do, you be you and probably, and, like, you, like, you just be you and live your life and don't care what other people think. And, like, for you to now, like, go up to all these, like, kind of cool assistant coaches like myself and be like, hey, watch this anime, come to my podcast. Like, I think that's kind of inspiring for, like, those kids in high school who feel like you can't be both. Yeah, I think so. Like, it's really hard to, like, admit to doing something if you think people are weird. And you make a great point that, like, you can't completely block out, like, not caring what people think about you. Like, even I still do it, and I put on that I don't give a shit about anything. And I still think about, like, Oh, yeah, like, this person, like, probably thinks I'm really weird for, like, this thing I might have said. Yeah. Even, like, coworkers, like, I still think of that stuff. Like, I can't block out 100%. No. Even though I'm still the dude who, like, walks around the office in a Christmas hat last weekend and, no, or last week. Yeah. With my hat on during the meeting that we had. But, like, I know there was definitely part of me that was, like, yeah, there's probably someone in here that's looking at me, like, what the hell? But, I don't know. I mean, you put yourself out there and... But it is tough to kind of, like, totally remove that. Yeah. Definitely still feel that. I will point out, one of your roommates, Wolfie, mentioned that she listened to some of the podcast, And I was so surprised. Yeah? She was like, I listened to some of your podcasts. I was like, wait, you, you listened to some of my podcasts? <laughs> You're just like, what? I had my tongue swollen. I, I was like, what? Why? But 
I was like, what? And she's like, yeah. I'm like, I think, okay. I, I think everyone's a little <laughs> weirder than you think. Yes. Like. hundred percent. It's. hundred percent. Like everyone has some weird thing that like makes them them. And it's just kind of realizing that like we all get to be that and like it doesn't really matter what other people think about it it's just what like you want to do with it like i think that's pretty cool yeah that's a great point i i even think about the people in our office and like oh yeah like this coach like he does a cool person sport like he's probably really awesome a cool person i don't want to say names i'll tell you later who i'm referring to and i talk to him and i'm just like Dude, you're just as weird as everyone else, too. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know? It's all a facade. Yeah, <laughs> like, everyone just wants to act cool, but we're all just big weebs at heart. Yeah. <laughs> we so, all just want to sit and watch anime all day. Uh, <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. But, yeah, no, I think that... And it's cool. It's cool to share those things, like care, share the things that you care about with other people because like you never know like you never know what can connect people and like Mm -hmm. to like care about different things yeah absolutely you never know you just tell someone oh yeah i watched this anime they're like oh i do too and you're like can we be best friends forever (laughs) sometimes that just happens and honestly it's hard to make friends as a grown-up like you're yeah it is and like if this is if this is something that can like I think communities are really important. And if this is something that can provide a community, then like power to it. Like, absolutely. Oh, I got to plug it. Skies, communities, communities are great. You should join our community at Anime Double Play. Join our Discord server. You can find <laughs> our link. It's uh, pinned to the top of our Twitter page. Please join. We have a great time chatting with uh, everyone about different anime and video games and stuff. Um, Becca made a great point that was not scripted at all. But that was so good. I'm so good. I always like to plug the Discord channel because it's been the best part about doing this podcast has been interacting with all the different people who have joined. Uh, we're not the largest community in the world, but everyone uh, contributes and there's a lot of fun stuff going on. So please join that. Um, you can also email us for like a link as well at anime double play at gmail.com as well. But best place is probably find it on our Twitter page or our My Anime List page, um, which you just search for our group and uh, will pop up on My Anime List. So can't wait till I follow you. I don't know how to do that, but on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, on Twitter, okay, I'll, you can follow us on Twitter. I'll tweet you. But you can also follow us. You can subscribe to us on, um, I guess SoundCloud. But no one really uses SoundCloud. Um, we're on iTunes, Google Play Store, Spotify. I Spotify. You Spotify. I so Spotify. You can subscribe to us and you'll get a little notification when our new episode comes out so you can listen to it right away. Oh, that's so sweet. I can't wait to share this with all of my friends. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this would be so great. Cool. Thank you, Tom. Yeah. Did you have any, <clears throat> excuse me, any final remarks or anything? We've been talking for like an hour and a half-ish, so we can wrap up. But... No, like I would say if like, any noobs out there listening and they're just kind of like apprehensive because someone in their life was like, Hey, you should check out anime. Like I would say go for it. hundred percent. Your name's a great one to get started with. Um, and just try to like take off that Mr. Judgmental cap and put on that. Not so judgmental. Not cap. a judgmental cap <laughs> and go for it. Yeah. 
Awesome. Well, thanks for watching the movie. Thanks for coming over and uh, doing the podcast. This is always super fun. I like having guests on and stuff. Me and Mary try to bring guests like every month or so. Yeah. So this is great. Content is king. So thanks again. And um, everyone else, we will see you guys all soon. I don't know when this podcast will come out, but you know me and Mary are going to be back talking about stuff soon enough. So thanks for listening, and we will see you all next time. Bye. Bye.